లైట్స్ ఆన్ ది ఉపనిషత్స్ బై టీవీ కపాలి శాస్త్రి చాప్టర్ టూ ప్రాణవిద్య ఓం శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమహ హరి ఓం శ్రీ గణేశాయ నమహ డాక్టర్ కృష్ణమూర్తి శాస్త్రి లంబే పునచ కర్ణాటక ఇండియా సో ప్రాణవిద్య ఇఫ్ వన్ వ్యార్ టు టెల్ దిస్ టు ఏ డ్రైడ్ అప్ స్టంప్ షూర్ బ్రాంచెస్ వుడ్ షూట్ ఫోర్త్ అండ్ లీవ్స్ స్ప్రింగ్ ఫ్రామ్ ఇట్ గోశ్రుతి సన్ ఆఫ్ వ్యాఘ్రపాద పాద స్టూడెంట్ ఆఫ్ సేక్రెడ్ నాలెడ్జ్ స్టేడ్ విత్ ద టీచర్ యాజ్ వాస్ అన్యూ వాస్ యూజువల్ ఇన్ దోస్ డేస్ ఫార్ ది నెసెసరీ పీరియడ్ ఆఫ్ ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్ అండ్ ప్రాక్టికల్ ట్రైనింగ్ ఫర్ ది నాలెడ్జ్ ఆఫ్ బ్రహ్మన్ హిస్ టీచర్ సత్యకామ సన్ ఆఫ్ ది సర్వెంట్ గర్ల్ జబాలా జబలా had himself gone through a long course of discipline tapasya and by celibacy brahmacharya and service to the guru pleased and won the favor of the gods the mystic bull vayu or indra agni the swan the water bird water bird is madgu or madgu water bird is the symbol of life prana and hamsa swan is the sun says shankaracharya the supreme soul <coughs> or the golden person is the uh, in the solar world is represented hiran that is hiranmaya purusha hmm? is represented by the sun says sayana in commenting on the famous hymn of vamadeva hamsa ishu ishushad hagum sishad ham sishad it is enough for us to know that the upanishads use a picturesque language which is at once symbolic and reminiscent of the symbolism of the rigveda also we must not miss the significance of satyakama receiving help from the gods for brahma vidya while he was under the care of the guru for that very purpose so they that is uh, this uh, they each in his special line offered to teach and taught him several aspects of brahman who the gods vayu or indra and uh, or uh, mystic bull or vrusha or yama we can also say dharma agni swan the water bird etc they te- they each in his special line offered to teach and taught him several aspects of brahman to jaba satyakama jabala indeed he learned the truths by their grace received the knowledge so well that when the teacher saw him later his very person bespoke bespoke the light of the brahmic wisdom housed in it joyous the guru at the request of the disciple bestowed on him and blessings of the final touch for consummation as if out of regard for the tradition that effective knowledge is usually propagated by the teacher to the disciple brahma vidya <coughs> santati satyakama in due course became an adept in his turn and specialized in more than one method of approach to the knowledge of brahman 
He was the teacher who initiated Upakosala, son of Kamala, into what is called Akshipurusha Vidya. To Goshruti, whom he blessed with the knowledge of Pranavidya, he concludes his instructions with these words. If one were to tell this to a dried up stump, sure branches would be produced on it and leaves would grow. Chandogya Upanishad Yadyenat shushkaya sthana vebruyat jayeran eva asmin shakhaha prarohe yuhpalashani This is the glory of the Pranavidya of which Goshruti received the knowledge with the, with the subtleties of practical application from his master Satyakama. There is no difficulty in grasping the drift of the passage in question. If even a shapeless, almost dead stump, sapless, hmm, the almost dead stump could revive itself going to a growing to a newborn tree with the fresh branches and foliage, man living could assuredly develop to a large extent the formative powers of the formative powers of life and expression of the spirit by opening to the creative power of the pranavidya. The paragraphs that follow reinforce this view and in furtherance of the same proclaim that the aspirant for greatness prays for the strength by which he might become or be all this aham eva idam sarvam asani by access to a conscious union with the life spirit that is the spirit that dwells in and controls all life man could relive himself relive himself open to a vaster existence awaken to vistas of a larger life and extend his activity to a wider range of possibilities which ordinarily may seem remote for realization this is the trend of the text that we have taken up to illustrate the fact that the Upanishads are books as much of knowledge, jnana as of upasana, a way of approach by which the knowledge is won. What is the character of the pranavidya that the Upanishad praises with a certain force of rhetoric? Is it the same as Brahmavidya or subsidiary to it, serving a lesser purpose on the way before the goal is reached? If as is admitted on all hands, the sole aim of all spiritual endeavor is knowledge of the Param Brahman taught in the Upanishads. How is it that so many vidyas find place in them, some of which are said to bring worldly gains to the sadhaka? Such questions arise in our attempt to appreciate the vidya sadhanas that are broadly hinted at or noted with extreme brevity in these concluding portions of the Vedic scriptures, the texts of Vedanta. In dealing with these questions, we must understand and bear in mind some fundamentals of the Upanishadic teachings. We proceed in these inquiries on the basis that the Upanishads are pre-eminently books of knowledge, records of many methods of approach to the ultimate reality, inspired utterances of seers who by disciplined effort, by whole-souled devotion to their subject, by subtler and higher faculties, revelatory and intuitional, developed by special means, penetrated into and broken open, broke open the seals of the secrets of subtle psychological and spiritual truths and lived the life of the spirit. In their effort, they were, as a rule, aided by the tradition of the Vedic rishis. 
by the achievements of others who had gone before them or by the help not often not unoften proffered by the higher intelligences and powers of the universal spirit itself here we stand in firm grounds relying as we do on the eternal on the internal evidence of these scriptures supported by abiding and age long tradition religious and spiritual and on the testimony of authentic minds that these truths are always verifiable by anyone who is interested and equips himself for the venture needless to say that it is an erroneous notion to entertain that the upanishads are results of revolt as the rebel children of the parent religion of the of a semi civilized vedic past we discard the view for into the spirit and tenor of these sacred texts that the upanishads are metaphysical products of speculative labor which disrobed of the euphemism is in plainer language bold conjectures of the fantastic or the fabrications of the introvert notions that have no correspondence to verifiable truths or observable facts the upanishads then represent a fragment of the cumulative knowledge of profound truths received and lived by the vedantic seers the chandogya from which we have taken the instance of pranavidya for a general appreciation of these vidyas is like the bradharanyaka one of the four or five brahmana upanishads which bear the stamp of antiquity among the 12 major texts it makes an easy and natural use of the terms and symbols of ritualistic worship which formed part of the externals of the vedic religion the gods of the vedic pantheon agni vayu indra surya are frequently mentioned as having a double function as nature powers in the universe adhi daivatam and as the lords of the senses life and mind and other instruments of the soul within us adhyatmam adhi daivatam and adhyatmam when we speak of the gods of the upanishads it is necessary to mention that they occupy a relatively subordinate position in these teachings while in the rigveda generally they are lords in their sovereign right each one of them is supreme in his place is indeed uh, is indeed the whole godhead within and behind him is one front or facet of the supreme deity retaining the particular features for his special function a distinct personality for the purpose but we know that there is one dominant note vibrating throughout the upanishads and that is the famous dictum that all this is verily brahman sarvam kalvidam brahma if all is brahman how can the gods agni vayu indra surya symbolized by the nature powers be excluded from being parts or forms of the brahman certainly any object associated with purity holiness strength or something sublime sublime could be chosen as a fit object in which the supreme deity could be worshiped in the upanishads the gods are taken for forms of worship of brahman to meditate upon but when they are closely related to ritualistic worship the upasana is treated as part of the ritual karmaanga vidya said to bring worldly benefits and this need not engage our attention here there are still other upasanas which are indirectly parts of brahma upasana for there are two kinds one is worship indirect partial symbolic the other is direct wherein is made a nearest approach through meditation employing methods and forms which correspond to certain aspects of the character of brahman as seen and taught by the seers of the vedanta this is mukhya the chief or main upasana to which we shall revert later on the other is the angopasana and technically called pratika upasana worship of a limb or part or subsidiary to the main worship 
Pratika means a limb, anga or a part in later Sanskrit. It is a Vedic word which originally meant, meant face, that which moves front, fronting you, prati, eti, pratika. Later it came to mean any part of the body, not merely the face, the frontal aspect. There are, there are instances in the Riks, Rigveda, Riks, where the word is so explained by Sayana. Ushaso na pratikam ushasa pramukham iva Sayana Pasha Rigveda. The Upanishads seem to have had still some memory of the Pratika character of the Vedic gods as distinct facets or personal fronts of the one supreme Godhead. But in practice, they are regarded as respectable parts or limbs or symbols of worship mediums or mediums for meditation on Brahman. There are many Pratikas mentioned in the Upanishads for Upasana and of all of them, the sun is the most glorious symbol of God educated for worship. Aditya Brahmetya there are two factors that contribute to an effective course of the symbolic worship. The conception of Brahman as specially focused in the golden person, Hiranmaya Purusha, that resides in and presides over the solar world, Sauramandala, and not the mere solar body as object of worship, is an essential element in this Pratika Upasana. And this is the other factor. The teachers of the Vedanta have warned that one should not identify himself with the Pratika he worships. That is the symbol in which he worships the Brahman. This caution was found necessary to avert a possible equation deduced from the two well-known affirmations of the Vedanta. One, all is Brahman, Sarvam Kalvidam Brahma. Second, I am Brahman, Aham Brahmasmi. Therefore, I am and all which includes the Pratika and I am Pratika. It is to avoid such a misconception, it is stated that the worshipper Upasaka should not conceive himself as any of the Pratikas he worships. Na Pratike Nahi Saha Vedanta Sutras. On the other hand, he should have the sublime conception, the supreme idea of Brahman applied to the Pratika. Even here, the Pratika is not to be thought of as Brahman, for although the superior has sway over the inferior and includes it, it is not itself the inferior. Therefore, it is the highest conception, the Brahman idea, that is the ruling principle of all Pratikopasanas, Brahmadrishtir Utkarshat, Brahmadrishtir Utkarshat, that is also Vedanta Sutra. Now, let us turn to the direct and chief methods of approach to Brahman, Mukhya Brahmopasana, and see closer into the real character of Prana. Let us see this in the next class, next session. Hare Rama, Om Tat Sat.